0: When you're smiling, hey you! Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly. Crack a smile. This episode is brought to you by Google. Google's two step verification was built to secure your account and help prevent cyber attacks, even if your password is compromised. That's why Google has made it easy to sign into your account with this additional layer of protection. Just one tap and you're in. Learn more at safety.google.
1: Hey, how are you doing, Creighton? Hey,
2: good. How are you? I'm doing all
1: right. It's good having both of y'all on the show. I do appreciate y'all coming in.
2: Oh, this is, uh, and then Selena's right here with me.
0: Okay,
1: good. Hey, Selena, how you doing?
0: Doing good. How are you?
1: I'm doing good. I just want to say I'm glad to have you on the show as well.
0: Thank you. It's an honor.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And see, I bet you was expecting me to play Alfred Hitchcock music. You know Exactly.
1: I was expecting some type of entry or something like that,
2: you know, some type of Alfred
1: Hitchcock theme song coming in.
2: <laughs> well, you know, I just have to try to do voiceovers to the greatest uh, you know, guy in the world that could bring you the birds, you know. I mean, my God, who could make a movie about birds and make a bestseller out of it? Could,
1: right, especially yeah. if none other than Alfred Hitchcock, though. He's the right. only one that I know of that can actually do something like that.
2: <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> oh man, well, what's going on with you?
1: Uh nothing much. Uh, but I was just wondering, uh, let's go on ahead and see if we what well, we can get started with this interview and everything. All right, yeah. I'm right. I'm ready. All right. So here I am with Creighton Hobbs and Selena. Who's starring in? Who's directing and starring in? One Must Survive. Now, I know that your influences are Tarantino and Alfred Hitchcock films, but what movies are are they uh, make that made you say, "Yes, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life is to make movies." Well,
2: like with me, mm-hmm. you know, I always look for. The classics, and what I mean by classics, I mean like Bela Lugosi classics. You know what I mean? The the old black and white um, creatures from the Black Lagoon. They just got a an essence to them, and you know, I I fall in love with the stories. Now, don't get me wrong, I love CGI, I love you know the Avengers and things like that, but. Give me a good story to where I can, you know, forget about the problems of the world for an hour or two. And those are the types that made me want to do what I do, that chose this crazy life,
1: you know? I I know exactly what you mean and everything. Like, sometimes for me, CGI sometimes takes me out of the movie. Sometimes it doesn't. It depends on the story flow as well because too much CGI is just like it just overpopulates everything and it just can actually take you out of it. I like a little bit of CGI with a little bit of practical effects
2: and stuff like that, you know? Right, exactly. And that's like with this movie that I'm currently shooting. You know, um, first, let me... uh, Can I do a disclaimer here? Sure. (laughs) Okay, I have made... The cast and crew take a solemn vow oath, and basically is if they leak out any information, and Selena can vouch to this that they would not only be beaten, flogged, but possible decapitation as well if any spoilers would have been, you know, leaked out. So, Selena can tell you she raised her right hand and took this, didn't you?
0: Yes, we did.
2: We all did. We had to.
1: That sounds but, like, that sounds pretty cool though. I like the fact that you actually put a little Alfred Hitchcock spin on it to where you actually had to make your actors and directors take a solemn of silence or anything like that. Or there's going to be repercussions for it. I do like that. That's yeah, actually pretty cool. Yeah.
0: It it keeps all of us on our toes. Oh yeah. I am allowed to say one thing. Okay. Keep your eye out. <laughs> Look for details.
1: I cannot wait to actually see this movie. I'm actually excited to actually see it. Speaking of which, I also wanted to ask you, Selena, though too. What movie or director is your main influence that made you want to pursue a career in acting?
0: Oh, my main influence, Tim Burton, all the way. the The darkness, but the the liveliness with his his works of art with the the dolls. I don't remember the term for it, but. I, just the, the darkness, but the liveliness within it.
1: Oh, I can actually agree with that. I actually liked uh, Edward Scissorhands.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Perfect example. Yeah. Uh, Ed, uh, Batman? Actually, oh, yes. Batman. Uh, the first <laughs> movie that I loved Tim Burton for was the, the Batman movie.
1: Oh, yeah. That's my childhood right there is the uh, Tim Burton Batman movie. That's actually my all-time favorite Batman movie that Tim Burton made.
0: I still have one of the uh, copies on a uh, VHS. Oh, sweet!
1: I actually have this. I actually have one of those, and also have one of those little black and white posters with Michael Keaton and the Joker uh, standing side by side with him and Jack Nicholson.
0: No ah. way! That is awesome.
1: So I'm gonna probably wind up framing that pretty soon because that's actually something that my aunt and my mom actually got me. So back oh. when I was little. So I'm probably going to wind up framing that.
0: Oh, yeah. I would have done Ben had that.
1: (laughs) Well, you know how life is. Sometimes life just throws you a couple of curveballs and just slows you down a little bit. So I never got around to pick
0: that ball back up and throw it back.
1: Exactly. But uh, you know what? I also liked uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas as well. That's actually one of my other, other Tim Burton ones, even though he only produced it. It was actually one of my favorites
0: oh yes yes uh i had just introduced both of my sons to the movie and they watch it on repeat
1: (laughs) oh wow that's pretty cool oh yeah
0: yeah. they keep asking mama mama i want to watch jack
1: (laughs) uh speaking of your kids and everything um if i'm getting too personal just tell me um but what are your kids names i'm just wondering i'm kind of curious because you always you said that you do like Uh, some of the dark stuff from Tim Burton and everything else so I'm just kind of curious
0: I have two sons uh, Brandon Lee is my firstborn and uh, my second who just turned two is Negan
1: oh sweet just like The Walking Dead I love that
0: yes Negan's actually (laughs) one of my
1: favorite characters and Brandon Lee is actually one of my favorite actors that played in The Crow so yes
0: you two for father, two for me, <laughs> <laughs> my son's father was named Brandon Lee, so he's Brandon Lee junior.
1: <laughs> yeah. oh, <that's> cool. <laughs> I definitely yeah, like fun. that <laughs> uh, um this one this question's for you Carrington. um tell my listeners a little bit about uh one must survive and how did you get the idea to write
2: it? okay, uh. I, <laughs> a funny thing is about writing it, when I originally wrote the first script of it, right, I thought to myself, how can I make a horror movie but absolutely spend no money doing it? I swear to God, that's what I thought. When I sat at my laptop typing it out, I was like thinking of all these crazy ideas of like, well, maybe I could just have people walking around in the woods and then something jump out, but that's kind of redneckish, you know? Right. I, mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was like, and I wrote it, but then I really said, I think I got something here. So as a creative writer, I just, I changed this. I did that. I just did a lot of the law. And I was like, wait a minute. I got a good story here, I think. So I showed it to Justine. And she added to it. She revised it. She corrected all my typos and spelling answer, spelling problems. <laughs> right. And uh, then I showed it to David Lavinghouse. Uh, and, like, he looked at it and he was like, you know what? You ought to add this and that and this. And then through all of that, One Must Survive was created. And it just it started off as a little... Fun, simple free youtube thingy that has snowballed into a feature length film that... that's pretty neat when you say yeah. small
1: independent project that's kind of like on youtube but the first thing that comes to my mind is the movie lights out because that's exactly what happened with lights out it was a small mm-hmm. project that was just got over on youtube and yeah. then new line decided hey it's going to it's a good
2: enough movie let's produce it for like 4 million dollars Right, yeah, I mean, I was just, so yeah, that's the, the birth story of One Must Survive. Now, you know, and I know you, you asked like about the movie, right? Right. So what, what is it about? That's what the question is. Well, I've put a teaser trailer up. So I tell you what, when we do this, you tell, after you saw the trailer, Since you do what you do, you tell me what you got from the trailer. I got a very suspense vibe from it,
1: kind of horrifying feel, especially whenever the character first turns on the radio and everything and that emergency broadcasting thing is actually coming on. I got goosebumps just from that feel alone from it. It kind of feels like an apocalyptic kind of feel from what I gathered from it but i was kind of curious about just a small synopsis of what the actual film was going to be about besides me speculating on what i thought it was going to be about because i find that intriguing where it has you wondering what this movie is actually about without giving too much details because i actually feel like too like trailers give a little bit too much you know mm-hmm. what i mean you want the crowd to at least be hungry for the movie that you're about to see and exactly. sometimes too much information is not good, which is what, yeah, when I see what you're doing. And, right.
2: and I like that you're doing that. Yeah. Okay. So, with, you know, now I can say this uh, because it's in the tra- the teaser trailer. Um, as in the teaser trailer, there was, it says there were five people murdered, right? Right. Well, there are six characters in. That you concentrate on, and this movie. Well, the name, the title of the movie is "One Must Survive." I gotcha.
1: So yeah. it's not. Kind of, you know what? Though another thing that reminds me of that too is is your next, which is also another small project, where mm-hmm. it's revolving this one family and this one girl has to try and survive. Exactly this whole entire yeah. nightmare.
2: Yeah, and, and that's mm-hmm.
1: what I like about what you're doing. You're yeah. using one scenery to tell one simple story about one girl who must survive this one hellish night. Mm-hmm. And that's right. what I like about that
2: aspect to it. Right. And, you know, an, an, another thing that like with this film that I wanted to do because, you know, I've seen horror films and, and I've explained this to all of my actors and actresses, and, you know, Selena can sit here and tell you as well, but the characters that play, they have depth. They Good. really have layers, because I don't like that paint-by-numbers, if you will. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. the, you know, it's like, oh, look, here's a guy that's just a prick, and then here's the person that's the dumb blonde, and then here's the person that's going to save the day. Well, with these characters, I'll I'll go back to my homage of Stephen King. You're going to fall, by halfway through this movie, you're going to fall in love with that one character. You're going to find that other character that you're like, "Mm, I kind of like them. Or you're going to say, No, I don't like that character. Or you are going to be able, as an audience member, to make that decision yourself. Because I don't force feed it, you know?
1: And that's what I like, you know what I mean? I like characters that are not like paint-by-your-numbers type kind of characters, where it's kind of predictable and stuff like that. And I like some characters that are just well-grounded and has layers to them because that's what makes you even more involved with the plot mm-hmm.
2: and everything, too.
0: Get personal with the characters. Exactly. with the story.
2: Yeah. And, you know, with this movie as well, I just wanted that in-touch emotional connection you know with even if you're you know somebody if somebody just went to it and it was like this movie is horrible but i like that one character <laughs> right i <laughs> can say that you know and, and that's what i want if i can make you forget about your worries in life for over an hour i feel like i've not only me But CFX Studio, they are freaking awesome because they do practical effects. Steven is the president, owner of that studio. Oh, my God. When you see the most horrible horror in this, this is practical effects. You know, this is like real, real stuff that you're seeing. That's what I like. I like
1: some practical effects in this thing. That's that's what I like. I'm glad that you're adding the layers. I'm glad that you're adding the practical effects to it and stuff like that, too, to make it more believable and stuff like that. I I really like that aspect. I think you're doing a good job with what you're doing as a director. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Because you sold me, as far as wanting to see it, you sold me on the whole Stephen King outlook as well, because I'm also a huge Stephen King fan Mm -hmm. and everything, too. So you definitely sold me and everything on that. Um yeah. I do wanna ask Selena a question. Um yeah. Tell us a little bit about the character that you're playing and how you got into the character uh how you got into character.
0: Well, honestly it kinda came a little natural. Um I'm kinda new with the group. You know, just recently got in a relationship, so it it's kinda me right now. I I just got into a fresh relationship, and I really don't know everybody that well, so it 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 just kind of flows a little, I guess.
1: <laughs> right. So, in other words, is you can pretty much relate to the character in a sense, and everything with especially with everything that's going on around you.
0: Exactly. That's exactly. I like
1: that. That's pretty cool that you're able to relate to the character based on what's going on around you. I like that. I I like what you're doing with that character from based on what I see. You're welcome. Um, This next question is for the both of you. Mm
2: -hmm. What's your
1: favorite scary
2: movie? Oh, God. I'm just going to hand the phone over to Selena. Let her go. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, at a very young age, I was maybe three whenever I started to love hellraiser oh yeah i loved those movies as a little kid i have no reason why but they were just great movies
1: (laughs) right i Um, remember actually renting hellraiser and everything my parents actually renting hellraiser back when i was a kid and everything and it was just the dark readiness and the gothic look of the whole entire movie
2: and then the cube
1: box and everything whenever the hell is actually released on earth that's yeah, but, when I was really glued in with everything, with the storyline yeah, and everything.
0: Yeah the the puzzle box was the most intriguing thing about the movies that I liked. Same I'm, here I'm as big well. on puzzles.
1: <laughs> right, I'm huge into puzzle things too. Like especially when you're dealing with puzzle games and video games and stuff like that related to oh, Silent Hill and stuff like yeah.
0: that. I'm I'm more big into the uh, Little Big Planet. Because they're big brain teasers.
1: Oh, yeah. I, if, I can agree.
0: <laughs> and if you can't figure it out, you can just explode into confetti. Yeah. <laughs> <It laughs> Take you back. <laughs> Why didn't I put that in the movie? You know? <laughs>
1: That's pretty cool.
0: But uh, um, I think the one movie that really scared me when I was little was Signs with Mel Gibson.
1: Oh, yeah. I remember seeing that in astronomy class.
0: Oh, yeah. I went to the bathroom and I came back and like it was zoomed in on the TV where it was showing the aliens and I thought it was real broadcast. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: I know the scene you're talking about. That scene is very creepy and very realistic.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was I was scared. I locked everybody out of my room. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was real. Oh, wow.
1: That's how you know M. Night I actually did a really good job. If he managed to scare you like that and able to uh, lock your friends out, yeah, he definitely did that
0: creepiness. I I wouldn't even let my mother in the room. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, nope, you're one of them. That's it. Nope. (laughs) Yeah,
1: (laughs) That's great. I, I love hearing memories about certain movies that you know what I mean? Like where,
0: yeah, where it, a certain it, it, movie nostalgia,
1: right? Exactly, and you can go down and pick up a movie, and you, you can actually have that nostalgia to it, where you're like, I remember this particular scene, and I remember <laughs> locking my friends out.
0: It's <laughs> like, hey, do you remember that time that you know so and so got so scared?
1: <laughs> exactly.
2: Yeah. Oh. Hmm. What about you? What's um, your favorite? Movie uh, well. My favorite, I guess, from, oh, I, I've got two, all right? <laughs> now, one, I guess you would say, because, you know, I'm in my 40s. So, of course, I got to go back to The Shining. Now, I under yeah, it was made in the 80s, or was it in the 80s or 79? It was the 80s. Wait. 80s. Now, yeah, the dialogue was 80s dialogue. I mean, that's just what it was, but... I like it, how it's just psychological, how it's just, how it's so not close to the book, but it's enough, so close enough to the book. There's a nice marriage to it, right. if you, will, you know, and that's my old nostalgia thing, you know, I mean, now when I saw it when I was a kid, you know. I saw it with my mother and she was like, do not say the F word, you know. <laughs> <laughs> do not, you know, so <laughs> you know I mean, that classic scene. <laughs> right. But uh more modern things where that one I can watch it over and over and over. And it's on Netflix It's House on the Haunting House on the Haunted Hill. Oh, I it? love that remake. That oh my gosh, the story of it and just the I love that. I mean, like, I could just watch it over and over and over and enjoy it just like it's my first time seeing it. Really. I'm the same way when it comes to that movie as well. You know, because
1: I love the soundtrack to it. I love the grittiness of it. The camera angles, the way it's actually showing and the fast-moving caption whenever the ghosts are actually coming towards you. Yeah. During that time, it was one of those movies that you know that it hasn't been done before in that kind of style, right? And Heck. matter of fact, even thirteen Ghosts had that same type of style to it. That's what I thought. Oh
2: wow, yeah, that's exactly what I thought as well. Yeah, and um, uh, yeah, that those are, I guess, you would say my top two. You know that. One All right. From the past and one recent. <laughs> you see i i can
1: definitely relate to you with the whole thing with the shining and also on the house on haunted hill because those two are one of my standouts as well and i just got finished reading the shining not too long ago and now i'm reading dr sleep because there's the movie going to be the movie's going to be coming out soon wow
0: they're making a movie yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh my goodness
1: That's how I know you've been busy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: What? Yeah. (laughs) Right. But that's good though. I'm 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 glad that, you know, that you're y'all are very passionate about what you guys do because there's no I can just tell it just the way that you guys are describing everything, the way that you guys are geeking out over and everything makes me even more excited to even see this movie too.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well we want you to see it. And actually You know, Selena, I was just thinking about this. Yeah. And, you know, I was thinking that we should give John, and he could bring a guest and invite him to the premiere of the movie. Yeah. And let him have a see at it before it goes public.
0: Yeah, we can do that.
2: Yeah, I think so. Would that be good for you? Yeah, that would
1: be cool. That would be Uh really nice of you, man. I do appreciate that from the both of you.
2: You're so welcome. And I'll tell you what. Since you've got this great show, and of course it's about movies, so you got you got me right there. <laughs> but I want to give you two other tickets, and I'll send them to you in the mail. Okay. Of premiere, and then you can give them away to your listeners. You can do whatever your heart's creative content. Oh yeah, do the like winning or
0: something. Yeah, or something.
2: yeah. Kind of do a, a trivia thing or something. I don't know. You can most definitely. That. I'll definitely do that. No, and if nobody you know participates then you know what just give them to your best friends then <laughs> all right
1: that sounds good right i do appreciate that that's very uh, nice of both of you
2: oh you're so welcome no problem so i also
1: have another question for selena um is this your first film
0: this is actually my very first film
1: <laughs> um after this movie are you going are you thinking about Uh, pursuing more acting in the future
0: oh most definitely uh justine has already offered me a part in her next movie which will be starting in spring
1: oh nice it's good that you already have something already lined up so that's that's a positive thing (laughs) yeah she
0: she nominated me (laughs) she told me i'm (laughs) i'm playing the specific role and i'm like all right
1: (laughs) i can't wait to actually uh hear about what what you have next coming out and everything that's gonna be really neat
0: Oh, it's it's gonna be a good movie
1: yes i'm glad um my next question is for uh creighton i know the job of the director is to get the best performance from their actors how mm. do you help them get the best performance that they can give you well
2: you know with acting um and anybody who has, even if they're brand spanking new to it or experienced, but from a director's point of view, there's, and I'm going to quote Tom Hanks here, mm-hmm. uh, for every great actor, there is acting to reacting. Does that make sense? To yeah. Acting to reacting. Definitely. And, you know, with this cast that I have, they react just phenomenal i mean it's like all i gotta do is just give them a synopsis they read over the script and they'll do the script and then i'll be like do y'all want to improvise it yeah and then they just make it even better i mean they just
0: are so committed and so into it i everybody has a good chemistry around the group as well they do i mean i mean it's
2: just phenomenal um You know, and I'll give you a little prime example here. Now this is now I'm going to brag on you, Selena. All right. But, and I'm not giving away a spoil, a little spoiler, but not much, much. Okay. There is a scene in the movie where everybody's waking up, right. And they're walking in the woods. And one of the characters says, isn't this such a wonderful, great morning? You know, he says something like that, but, uh, and then all of a sudden in the background, you see Selena just let out this big, sweet yawn. Like, ah. and that was not in the script. She just reacted to it. You I mean, know.
0: Talking about mornings. I'm not a morning person.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody is, to be honest. <laughs> right. But, you know, I love the pa- I love that, that you guys use improv and everything. Because I've always, like, I took there in high school. And what I did was I had a pair of boxing gloves and what I did was I decorated this uh, stage by just pretending I was climbing into the boxing ring and then just doing my monologue and did it that way. And I blew everybody out of the water with it. Yeah.
0: That is
1: awesome. And you know, I love the fact that you let the uh, actors go on ahead and have some creative control over certain aspects of the movie and everything to do some improv. That's actually pretty cool. It's a good creative way to actually give the actors and actors some breathing room to actually do some things that different than what the script is actually called for. It can either yeah. expand it or it can actually, you know, it can actually make it gravitate
2: on uh, towards more things. Exactly. And, you know, I and, and I want to tell you with this movie, a lot of it is just improv that it's like, they, They just went with it, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is just gorgeous!" You know, I mean, just I I just couldn't be more happier with all of them, everybody, and I mean, from CFX Studios to the people that are key grips that's out there and building stuff with duct tape, you know, (laughs) Uh, uh, you know, to Selena, to Chris and uh, Bud, and I mean. Justine and John and Savannah, you know, the actors and actresses that are in this and David and, oh, I could go on and on and on. Uh, It's just phenomenal. And not to mention, I have to say this real quick and I hope you don't mind. I feel like I'm giving out a Grammy or something, you know, like I just accepted it. And, you know, but um, we have on our set Jenny, jenny lambert and jenny is our official photographer right you know she goes around and captures memories that we wouldn't have if you know and the public wouldn't be able to see if she wasn't here right right but she also has (laughs) pertained a double job she is what everybody calls our on-set mama i'm telling you she jenny is right here and she is our mama she oh, yeah.
0: she is a dog
2: oh gosh <laughs> she makes sure as we eat drinks if, if something is especially with me I, you know she's like uh-uh we need a break creighton's you know yeah uh, you know <laughs> so but we just have it's almost like a little family it really is
1: that's fantastic to have somebody like that on the set and everything you don't really hear too much nowadays where people are like family or anything like that you always hear about onset problems you always hear about drama and stuff like that you know what i mean And it's very rare that you actually have that kind of thing where you have that go-to person asking like a second mother to you to where you can actually have a little one-on-one chat with that person and stuff like that that's actually pretty neat thank you yeah
2: yeah well
1: well yeah man but yeah
2: i just wanted to give you little bit of that for you and your. I listeners. like
1: that <laughs> I do appreciate that because that's actually real that I like I like when people are being real like that
0: you know because mm-hmm. it's
1: very rare that you actually have someone that's actually up front like that I, yeah. that's pretty that's pretty sweet
0: mm-hmm. everybody together has made this movie making job thing not feel like a job we have had more fun than what work is you know <laughs> right
1: and that's great it shouldn't have to feel like work it should feel like you're having fun with a group of family and just yeah. being able to be yourselves pretty much mm-hmm. uh,
0: we we even played D&D after shooting sometimes
1: <laughs> now you're making me want to join the set because I love right. D&D yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, I even had a uh, android named Natu and everything and uh, he was a character. <laughs> I made him to like a tank. He was like an archer and stuff like that. And uh, l- let me just tell you, he didn't, he couldn't hit the bright side of a barn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he was there for a good filler, good comedy aspect to it. So I made the character the way he was made to be portrayed, I guess, because of the role of the die. <laughs> so, yeah. but my question is for Selena. Can you tell yeah. me, uh, Anything else about the movie?
0: I'm not allowed to. <laughs> okay,
1: that's fine. I, I thought I would not, try. It's
0: like being thrown in a river this time of year.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't want you to get caught. I don't want you to be in the river or anything like that.
0: <laughs> but
1: uh, may I just say that I saw your picture, and I mean this in the most professional way I can think of, your beautiful Hollywood material. What was your experience working on the film?
0: Thank you. You're um welcome. It was... It was very, um, very homey. Everybody was very sweet to me. Everybody's boosted my confidence left and right.
1: That's great.
0: Um, everybody's just my best friends now. Everybody's just so nice and caring and everybody's hilarious.
1: <laughs> That's great. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that you're able to have a second, pretty much a second family and have more friends and stuff like that. And they were able to be, be there to boost your confidence up and that actually will go a long way, especially with you being on the screen as well. So I think that's fantastic. Thank you. You're welcome.
0: Nice to hear it. <laughs>
1: you're, you're very welcome. Um, my next question is also for Crichton. I'm just wondering how long did it take you to write the script?
2: Uh, from, let me think now, uh, so from the time that I had the idea of, I want to make a horror film for free to where it's at now, um, honestly, it took me about three and a half weeks to four weeks, and then I was done with it. That's
1: pretty, that's pretty cool. That's pretty really? fast too. It kind of. Yeah. You know what, though? It kind of reminds me of the Kevin Smith story where he sold this whole entire comic book collection because he wanted to make a movie. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and, I know.
1: And everything. I, I love your passion for it. I love that that's what you're pouring your heart and energy into and stuff like that. And you know what else I was wondering about? You said that you've been in doing this about 20 years, you said, right?
2: hmm. Yeah. And
1: I'm just curious about something. Um, what other projects have you worked on? And have you gotten it greenlit around this far, or is this like your first project that you actually got managed to get that's actually been greenlit to where it was actually shown at independent festivals and
2: stuff? Well, my I guess my fame to success, if you will, in the film industry is where I published. Um, it's called the Mystery of Winnie Evans documentary, and mm. that is on Amazon uh where you know people can watch it and, you know like if you got amazon Prime, you can watch it for free stream it and stuff and uh i was a production company out in england of all places which that conversation as southern as i am people from england was calling me up and was like hello mate you know we would like to put your film out on Amazon. I was like, what in (laughs) the hell are you talking about? You know, and, uh, and, uh, and they were cracking up, you know. So that happened. And then they was like, do you have any other bloody projects? And I was like, yeah, I do. And I made another one called My Paranormal Experiences. And then after that, it's just snowballed. And it's just been, the snowball has just been growing bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'm, I'm enjoying the rocket ride.
1: That's great. That's fantastic. Uh, and one more question before we go. I was just wondering, this is for you, Crichton. Uh, uh, what other movie studios do you hope to work with in the future?
2: Well, you know, as someone who directs movies, of course, you know, you want to always try to venture out to different things. You know, it's just a creative crazy mind (laughs) but i definitely want to do another horror that's just what i want to do um but i definitely would maybe like to try maybe a comedy or uh, maybe a comedy drama because you know i was taught in filming that if you can scare the hell out of people you can also make people laugh and it's the same type of emotional out, you know, reach out. So I would maybe like to dip into that, you know, try a little comedy and that don't do no good. And then I'll go back to doing what I love, horror. Right. That's like like you said,
1: you can always go back to it later on if you want to mm-hmm.
2: and everything. And I really like
1: the fact that you are wanting to venture out towards different genres and stuff like that. And you know that's actually pretty. That's pretty cool that you actually do want to do that. And you know, I also like James Wan. I also like slow pacing films mm-hmm. and stuff like that.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: would you say this is more like a slow pacing film?
2: Too? This um, this film, it's not slow. It's it's a build up. It, I do like that. You know, yeah, it, it's very much like. Uh, I like to think of it like uh, if you're on a roller coaster ride, first you start off level and then, you know, as you start creeping up, you go up. You're getting interested in these characters and then you get up, right? And you keep going up and up and up and up. And then when you get to the top, that's when the all this you know, every, what everybody waits for in horror movie happens. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and um, then you go down and side and turn around, and I hope to spin you around and around, and then the ride's going to be over, and either you're going to say, I want to ride this ride again, or I want to go throw up. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be one of the two. <laughs> wow.
1: I, I can't, I'm, like I said, I once again, I cannot wait to see this movie. And once again, this movie... I think it's gonna be really good. I'm really excited for the both of y'all. You guys have seemed like that you guys worked your butts off for this movie and everything. Mm-hmm. And you know, I do appreciate what you guys are doing and everything as independent filmmakers and actors and actresses and everything else. Because I like indie indie movies over blockbusters and stuff like that. And you guys have to fight just as hard and there's that blood, sweat and tears of trying to do something. Yeah, right. And uh, once again, this movie's called One Must Survive. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say thank you again for wanting to be on this show for letting me interview you, the uh, both of you.
0: Thank you. Thank You're you, very man. welcome.
1: You guys are more than welcome to come on our show anytime you want and everything. If you just want to t- uh, talk movies, we'll talk movies. If you guys want to do another interview or whatever, we'll do another interview. Either way it goes, if you guys just want to hang out or whatever, you guys are more than welcome just to hang out on the podcast and talk about movies with me.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. And And
2: see, if you ever do a podcast about Nightmare Before Christmas, Selena is your girl. Nightmare (laughs) Before Christmas, y'all can talk Tim Burton, talk all day, you know?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I got some good news because on my 31 Days of Horror, I am planning on doing a Nightmare Before Christmas (laughs) review. And yeah. I wanted to be very descriptive. I want it to be a very good podcast episode because that is my childhood.
0: Nice. I'll, I'll have to work on that.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, come up with something or whatever. And if you have any free time, well,
0: I'll be glad to do it. All right. Well, just let me know.
1: All right. I sure will. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this is John DiGiorio from Movie Lover's Your Night. And once again, this is for uh, a movie called One Must Survive. Directed by Crichton Hobbs and actress Selena. And I hope that everybody has a good night.
2: And until next time. Bye-bye. Thank you. You're welcome. All right.